why he quit his job after just two weeks, the inspiration behind Nashville's top fitness podcast, why he's obsessed with helping others reach the best version of themselves, and so much more coming right up. This is episode 409 with the founder and CEO of Best You and creator of the Best You podcast, Nick Carrier. everybody and welcome back to the best you podcast with nick carrier you're probably wondering why nick's voice sounds so different my name is vanessa former client turned chief community officer here at best you at best you we believe that the pathway to getting closer to the best version of yourself is different for all of us but it follows the same framework you see our lives have six different areas health personal career financial spiritual and relational In order to get to the best version of ourselves, we wanna be managing in all areas at all times, but spiking in one of them. If you wanna learn how to do this, check out Nick's free video course and planner at nickcarrier.com slash best journey. Again, that's nickcarrier.com slash best journey. Today, you're gonna get an inside look into the beginnings of Best You, as Nick is interviewed by Ace Downs. At the recording of this episode, Ace is a freshman in college and contacted Nick as part of a school project on entrepreneurship in business. If you've ever wondered how best you got started, then this episode is for you. If you have friends or family members wondering what exactly best you is, be sure to share this episode with them. Send them to nickcarrier.com slash podcast. And if you enjoy the show today, we'd love it if you'd leave a five-star rating and review. But without further ado, here's to getting closer to your best you with the one and only Nick Carrier. So I just had a few questions. I know you are a super busy guy, so you know I don't want to take too much of your time. So I just have a few questions that I wanted to ask to get to know you better and to get to know specifically entrepreneurship a bit better as well. First off, Nick, do you want to kind of tell me your, your work history and, and how you kind of got to where you are now? Yeah. So I went to the University of Georgia and I majored in finance and risk management slash insurance. Uh, that was my double major. And I enjoy, I loved college. Call it like you said, you love, you adore college. My college experience was great and amazing four years. And I liked my major. I guess I don't think I fell in love with anything in particular about it. There wasn't any job that I was knowing that I wanted to go do when I was done with it. And so with that said, when I was actually a junior in college, I had a personal trainer in high school for sports and I had a good relationship with him. And he brought up to me in between my sophomore, junior year, he asked me if I'd ever thought about being a personal trainer before. And I said, not really, but I mean, maybe that'd be kind of cool. And so he told me about what the process might look like to get a certification in personal training. And I ended up getting my personal trainer certification that summer And then I stumbled upon a company called Orange Theory Fitness when I was a junior in college at the University of Georgia. And I started coaching group classes the second semester of my junior year. And I just fell in love with it. I loved the group training atmosphere and everything about it. And so I did that second half of junior year and all of senior year. But I kind of had the thought process when I was graduating college that I'm studying finance and risk management. I should probably do something with that right off the bat. I kind of know I want to do maybe something with the fitness thing long-term, but I have no idea what what that would look like. So I'm just going to get something, a job and something that I studied right away. And so I had a job lined up where I was going to be a mortgage lending officer and I was going to 
do six months of training in their Atlanta office and then move to their Nashville office after that six months of training. And I wasn't just fired up to be a mortgage lending officer. I was fired up to move to Nashville. Nashville was kind of the selling point for me. And so I graduated and I was supposed to start in July or August or something of that nature. And then a few weeks beforehand, they called me and let me know that the Nashville part of it fell through. I was still gonna be able to work for them, but after the training in Atlanta, I was gonna have to stay in Atlanta. And I knew right away that my goal was to move to Nashville. My goal wasn't to be a mortgage lending officer. So I basically tell, I kind of, looking back on it, I can't believe how quick my decision was over the phone when they told me that, but I told them I was no longer interested. Sorry, I moved on. And then I, a few weeks later, moved up to Nashville because I had a buddy already living here. And so I moved to Nashville, was looking for another finance and kind of insurance job. And I kind of rushed into a job as a recruiter with an employment agency. So I got that job, was doing it for two weeks. And during that time, I just continually had the thought running through my mind of, I know I want to be doing something with fitness long-term, but I don't know what it looks like, but I know I'm not really going to love what I'm currently doing. So why am I going to waste nine hours a day doing something I know I don't want to do long-term, but I could just use this time to figure out how to grow into the thing that I do want to do long-term. And so did two weeks with that recruiting agency and quit and then started doing personal training, realized I don't want to just do personal training. And I went back to doing Orange Theory as well. And kind of ever since then, I formed Best You and have been doing Best You and some other training gigs on the side as well. What I found the most interesting was how you went through all this schooling for, for finance but you you kept doing and, and you kept going back to to fitness, right? What you really loved. What did that startup process look like as you kind of went from, you know, you were doing finances and other things like that, and you didn't really like it at all. What did the startup of of best you kind of look like? Yeah, and it's probably not the traditional or the recommended way almost, but actually to a certain extent it is. I'll give you the personal answer first, because during this time period when I quit that job and I started doing some personal training, but not a ton, I had, I had a decent amount of time on my hands that I got to dictate how to use myself, which was great. But at the time I wasn't making much money. So I had a huge sense of urgency. I was like, what am I going to do? And so I was like reading a ton of books, watching a ton of YouTube videos, listening to a ton of podcasts and doing a lot of personal development and self-discovery. And I'll never forget that the first time I watched Simon Sinek's TED Talk on finding your why. And I was like, huh, I've never thought about that before. What is my why? Because I do work hard every single day. Why do I work hard every single day? And I continue to continually ask myself. And the answer I kept coming back to was, I just want to get closer to the best version of myself. I just want to improve every day. But I didn't like that I kept coming back to that answer because I felt like that had become such a cliche. Everybody says getting closer to the best version of yourself. And so I didn't like something that was supposed to be so important, your why, to be a cliche. and But then I realized why I didn't like coming back to it. I realized that a lot of people talk about getting closer to the best version of yourself and the importance of getting closer to the best version of yourself, but not a whole lot of people tell you how. And so when I kind of had that realization, I realized that my goal moving forward in life is to 
really help define a framework and define a system that an individual can work through to manifest the best version of themselves and to continue to get closer to the best version of themselves on a daily basis. And so I had this bigger why of getting closer to your best you. And through listening to a bunch of podcasts, I just started to love podcasting. I didn't even really think about starting one, but then I read this quote from one of the podcasters that I listen to a lot, Lewis Howes, and somebody gave me this. This is the quote, is Ralph Waldo Emerson. It's every man is in some way my superior, and in that I can learn of him. And I was like, poof, that knocked me, kind of knocked me on my butt when I heard that the first time. And I was like, you know what? If I want to get closer to the best version of myself, I need to learn from all these other people who are superior to me in the different areas of life and extract the knowledge from them. So therefore I can use them myself and therefore I can share the messages with others. So it really started with the podcast. It's kind of actually finally come back to your question. It started with kind of the why, and it started with a podcast and just creating content. And so that's how a lot of businesses kind of should originally try to start, especially if they don't have too much clarity on what their product or service was, because I'd never had any product or service. And a podcast is pretty cheap to start. Now, it takes a little bit of time investment, but from a monetary standpoint, it's relatively cheap to get going. And so I started Best You. I started doing these interviews. And ever since, over the last four and a half years, I've kind of slowly gained more and more clarity as to what Best You really is as a business. Yeah. That's incredible. And what I love about that, I think something that, you know, I've kind of been big on is we have all these self-help books that are, they're just like, you know, I, I read grit last semester and, you know, Angela Duckworth talks about how she thinks she knows what grit is, but she doesn't really know how you get it. Things like that. And I'm like, then what's the point of it? And so what I love about what you just said is, is this is the process of how to get to the best you, to the best version of yourself. And so I love how it started with the why, you know, what was important to you personally. And then it kind of built from there. It sounds like you took kind of a leap of faith with the podcast and it's just grown ever since. And what kind of made it grow, I guess, was there different marketing or anything like that that was involved in the growth of best you? Not really. I didn't ever did too much marketing. You know, social media is my biggest marketing tactic, if you will. But I really think it's been through, no, I know what it's been through. It's been through putting myself out there and trying to build as many great relationships as I can. So to give you a few examples of that, when I first moved to Nashville and dedicated myself to fitness, I started going to every single different gym in Nashville, every different workout, going to other people's workouts, going to different events and meeting as many people in the health and wellness space here in Nashville as possible. And in the calendar year of 2019, I did a project that I called 52 gyms in 52 weeks, where I went to a different gym every single week of the year. And I documented a little one minute episode of my experience there and what made that gym unique. And that was even after I had already been to a number of those gyms. And so really what's been one of the biggest things of growth of Best You is building the relationships in that sense. And then with the podcast as well, you know, I started with interviewing people who were mostly in Nashville and I had some sort of contact with, whether it's I already knew them or a friend of mine knew them and it wasn't that much of a stretch to ask them to be on and they weren't necessarily of big celebrity stature. And then ever since, 
what happens is when you consistently take action, other people take note. And the biggest thing that gives anybody credibility is consistency over time. There's no other thing that gives somebody else credibility rather than consistency over time. Now, if somebody can show you results, that gives credibility. But if you get results over a short period of time, you're not going to be able to sustain those results over a long period of time if you don't have any consistency, if you haven't build, built a foundation of habits. And so really, I think what led to what has led to the growth of Best You and what, what will continue to lead to the growth of Best You is other people seeing how consistent I am with Best You and now my team is with Best You at continuing to follow through with the promises that we make to ourselves every single day. Yeah. I, I think that's such a powerful principle is the principle of consistency that you talked about. You know, that it sounds like laid the entire foundation for your entire business. And because of that, it's been able to grow. I love how you haven't even used, you know, too many marketing strategies. It's just been networking. And what I've found from a lot of these different informational interviews is a lot of people talk about how important networking is. You got to get to know people. And more importantly, you got to make sure people know you so that, you know, when things come up, they, they think of you, well, we can invite Nick to this or that. And so I think that's really cool that you emphasize consistency over a period of time being the thing that gives you the most credibility. I know that, that you know, we're just about out of time. I just want to ask you one last question. In this entire process, What's kind of been your favorite part about Best You? Was it, was it starting it? Has it been the followers? Has it been the people you've met? Like, What's been your favorite part of, of creating Best You? That's a good question. I think that, man, there's so many different things. I think I would have to probably, from an external perspective, say all the relationships that I've been able to build just from simply, I think it's crazy. I really think it's freaking crazy that I, someone like me can start a podcast and then just reach out to, I mean, I've had some amazing people on my podcast up to this point. Someone like Chris Fowler, who is the coach of College Game Day, who I grew up watching on a regular basis. All I have to do is reach out to him. And because I have this like little bit of a platform and have shown a little bit of consistency and a little bit of credibility, he's willing to join me on a Zoom call for 45 minutes to do a podcast interview. I think, and that all just came from me filing an LLC and having faith in myself that I was going to make something work. And so that's kind of one answer to that question. I think a second more personal, more entrepreneurial answer to that question is being able to define success for yourself on a daily basis. And I think this is the both my most favorite and I don't know if my least favorite, but one of the most difficult parts of entrepreneurship. You know, when you work for a company, they essentially lay out for you your job role. They lay out for you your expectations and they lay out for you what your goals are. And they kind of give you a blueprint on how to get there to a certain extent. Certain job roles have a more specific blueprint than others, but to a certain extent, they give you a blueprint for how to achieve the goals and how to be good at what you do. Yeah which is great because it gives you a guideline for the day. But if you don't enjoy doing the guideline, then you're not going to enjoy the job. If you don't enjoy the execution of the blueprint, then you're not going to enjoy the job. And so when it comes to best you, it's nice that I get to define success because I get to define how I spend my time on a regular basis. But being a new entrepreneur and 
not necessarily knowing all that much about business in the beginning, I've grown and learned more and more. You don't know whether what you're doing is right or not. You don't know whether the goals that you're setting out for yourself is actually going to take you to the next level. You don't know whether the time that you're spending is actually going to get you more clients. It's actually going to get you more podcast listeners. When I defined the goal of doing 52 gyms in 52 weeks, that made me no money. That wasn't the goal. It was just to get me and learn about these different workouts and build my network as a person. Whether or not that was the right strategy, whether or not a mentor would have told me to do that or not, they probably wouldn't have. They probably would have said, that's a time sucker. That's a money sucker. There's no reason you should do that. It's not going to help your business. But I got to define success and I enjoyed the hell out of doing it. And so I think that's kind of the hardest and, and my favorite part is I get to define success for myself on a daily basis. However, it's, it's difficult to know whether or not how I define success is going to ultimately lead me to the place that I want to go. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. Being, and that's, you know, a draw of, of entrepreneurship is you get to decide. It's up to you what you work. It's up to you what you do. And, you know, from what I've heard from a lot of different entrepreneurs is you end up working more than a normal nine to five job anyway, but you get so much more fulfillment out of it. And so mm-hmm. I, I love that that's what you talked about. You're like, I, I get fulfillment because it's things that I want to do and I know will either further me or further other people's success. And so I think that's really powerful. I actually did want to ask one more question because I I think I'd be amiss if I didn't. What would your advice be to freshmen or, or people in college as they start, you know, not only their learning career, but then afterwards their, their real careers? What, what advice would you give them? We'll be back to the interview in just a second. But first, I wanted to share a quick testimonial from a past participant of the 10-week transformation program. I started running the 10WT in the beginning of 2020, and I've had over 150 people on counting go through it, and they've seen amazing results both inside and out. If you're inspired to join after listening to the testimonial, then go to nickcarrier.com to learn more. We'll get back to the episode in just a minute, but first, here's what they had to say. I'm Erin, I joined Nick's program because I wanted to get more fit, or just like kind of be more toned overall. So with Nick's help, he's really helped me figure out the best workouts that have reached, helped me reach my goals. And I've done three of these programs with him and every time I still see like more and more progress. So it's been really fun to just like over time, like see myself get more fit. Like he's literally given me abs, which is like my goal. Um, I've with the program, I think it's a camaraderie with everyone. I've made some really great friends from it, and I'm actually shocked at how much I actually like waking up at 5 a.m. You should definitely join Nick's Hemic program. Yeah, so I actually got asked, I was on another podcast maybe a month or two ago, and one of the questions they asked me was, what's the advice that you would give to freshman year college Nick? And I had actually never thought about that before. You know, it's a, it's a relatively common question for people to ask, but I had never really thought about it before. And... The answer that I give, I think, is really helpful and hopefully eases the mind of a lot of people. And it's it's the continual message that I think I continue to tell myself and that everybody needs to hear. And that's don't try to figure it out too quickly. I think that so many people are told that they need to figure it out quickly. They're told that you need to define a major. They're told that you need to pick what your career is going to be. They're told that you need to decide this and that at an early age. But one of the things that was so profound to me is one guy that I've had on my podcast before who I think when I interviewed him, he was 77 and he was an NFL referee and a motivational speaker. 
and he talked to me when I was about a couple years older than you right now. He told me what I was doing. He asked me what I was doing and I told him what I was doing. And I was like, I'm just trying to figure it out. He's like, let me stop you right there. I'm 77 years old and I'm just trying to figure it out. And that gave me a lot of peace. It's one of the stories that I tell so many people, one of the examples that I tell so many people, because I think we all feel like we need to have it figured out yesterday. And if we didn't have it figured out yesterday, it presents us with some stress, anxiety, some overwhelm, some fear because we don't have clarity on the future. But we need to be okay with a little bit of a murky clarity on the future, but we take action anyway. And so what I would tell a freshman or anybody at any almost stage in their life is don't try to come up with the long-term answer right now. Be okay with setting a goal as the mountain peak right now and starting to move towards it. But then as you move towards it, your view of it is going to change. And you might be like, oh, that's not really the mountain peak I want to go to. That's the mountain peak I want to go to. And so you stray a little bit. That's not the major I want to do. It's it's this major. And so you go after that one. And then you get a job in that one and you do that for two years. And then you gain more clarity on the mountain peak that you originally set out for yourself. And you're like, uh, no, that doesn't really align with my values. I'm going to do this one. And so you have to be okay with, especially when you're young, basically a severe lack of clarity on your long-term goal. But then the goal as you move through life is to gain more and more clarity and more and more specificity around who it is that you want to become and what it is that you want to do. So advice for somebody who is a freshman and really anybody is don't try to figure it out too quickly. Be okay with figuring out, figuring it out being a long-term process. Yeah, that is really cool. And honestly, that actually does help a lot. Is because I've been I've been kind of stressed. A lot of people in this class actually that I'm taking for this, we we're talking about you know our grad plans and we're figuring out the next four years of our college career. I'm like, wow, this is a lot of credits that I have to take. There's you know two inter- internships that I have to do and things like that. And it's actually really nice just taking a step back and being like, I don't have to figure it out too quickly. And following that up, I love how you said that you still have to act though. You can't just lay back and, and let life happen because then, you know, I think bad things will happen, but you act and just be all right with not figuring it out too quickly. That's yeah. incredible. Well, I'll, f- I'll finish it off. And this is a perfect way to round it out because Chris McChesney, who connected us, was one of my favorite interviews because his book, The Four Disciplines of Execution, is one of my favorite books of all time. He, in the first interview, I've done two interviews with him now. The first interview, he said something that was really profound along the same lines that we're talking about. He talked about how you need to set a goal for yourself now, not because the biggest reason for doing that is because you want to get exactly there, but it's you're going to end up somewhere 10 times better having taken set the goal in the first place because you're going to take action, because setting a goal gets you to take action. But then once you start taking action, the goal can change. The goal can change and that's okay. It's not about necessarily getting to the pinpointed goal that you set out for yourself now. It's about that pinpointed goal forcing you to take action and it will lead you to somewhere 10 times better off than if you have never set that goal in the first place. Yeah, I love that. It's all about progression. It's all Mm -hmm. about becoming better and better. It's all about becoming the best you. I, I love that so much. Honestly, it's so... 
it's such a great, and I've done a lot of research and things like that on, on the best you it, it looks fantastic. And it's a really cool program that you've got going. And thank you so much for allowing me to steal some of your time to, to have this little interview. This yeah, was really insightful for me and I feel like it helped me a lot. And I want to thank you for that. Awesome, dude. I appreciate you having me on and, and asking me some questions. I think it's great what you're doing for your project because I think that I wish I would have had done something like this in my freshman year of college. And I think it's great that you're already starting to build a little bit of a network yourself. So keep at it, baby. All right. Thank you so much, Nick. I hope y'all enjoyed that episode with Nick and Ace. I never get tired of hearing Best Use origin story and really admire Nick for taking that leap of faith back in 2017 and not settling for a job he knew wouldn't fulfill him. Getting closer to the best version of yourself can seem like a daunting task until you have a framework to guide you. Nick has spent the past four and a half years crafting a bulletproof framework that has helped hundreds of people not only crush their health and fitness goals, but crush goals in their financial life, career, relationships, and more. I am humbled and honored to be one of those people. Like Nick, my absolute favorite part of Best You is the tight-knit community of people who encourage, challenge, and call each other higher. If you're here in Nashville and want to meet some new friends who will push you to be your best, then come join us at the next Best You event happening on June 18th at the Music City Fit Expo. It's going to be the biggest event yet, and I'm telling you, you don't want to miss it. I'll be there, and I would love to meet you and welcome you into the Best You family. To sign up today, go to nickcarrier.com slash events. With that said, it's time. It's time to stop leaving your growth up to chance. It's time to show up and stay consistent so others know you're someone they can trust. Chase what will fulfill you, and remember, you don't have to have it all figured out. We're all on this journey together. I hope this episode inspired you to stay the course and keep the faith as you get closer and closer to your best you.